0: Dr. Juan Cabanella, MSUM Professor of Physics and Astronomy. Uh, Welcome back to the Drive Time News, Doctor. Hey, Jack.
1: That was about the nicest intro I've ever gotten.
0: (laughs) Don't cry, man. Uh, (laughs) Get used to it. Uh, So uh, this five-planet conjunction, which I have, you know, I've just given up on thinking I can see anything because we, this is, there's just so much light in our atmosphere, even on the, the clearest of nights, is difficult. Well, you can find the moon most any time, <laughs> and, and uh, I've seen that other conjunction. But uh, is this – I know it's not going to go away real quick, but the main conjunction is going now. Is this something that you think we can see?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, this one is, is one of the easier ones to see. At least three of the planets should be really easy, and I can oh. give you a way to find it which is um, it's going to cover a good chunk of the sky. So what you should do is wait until like right after sunset, like minutes after sunset. And if you can see where the sun set on the horizon and you see where the moon is, and the moon will be high in the sky, sort of connect the line between the two, and the planets are along that line. And so um, Jupiter is the first one, and it's the one closest to the sun. It'll be pretty bright. Mercury is right next to Jupiter, but Mercury is pretty faint, even in the best of conditions. Right. And you keep going up, Venus will be there. Right next to Venus is that fifth planet they're talking about, Uranus, which no one is going to be able to see. I'm sorry, it's too faint. (laughs) And then you keep going going up, and you'll see a very bright red star, and that'll be Mars. Okay. So there's your four of the five I'm pretty sure you can see.
0: Are are you confident that the sky is clear enough or clear tonight that uh, people with uh, decent telescopes will be able to detect and maybe photograph them?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't even need a telescope. This is something you can you can do with your eye pretty easily. These mm-hmm. the, the, these planets are pretty bright, so you can do this. You just have to have a clear view of the western horizon, and I checked about an hour ago, and they were saying it was going to be clear. Okay. Uh, of course, they're also saying that it's spring, and I'm still waiting for that to happen.
0: Uh, Dr. Cavanella, I, I have tried to see the northern lights, but I think it's kind of like trying to see a monarch butterfly, <laughs> you know, it kind of <laughs> depends upon them. Uh, have you witnessed it this year? And I guess it's been pretty dramatic.
1: Um, I did. I was unfortunate in that I did not catch the one that happened about a week ago, which was really huge. Uh, that one, what happened is we had the strongest geomagnetic storm that we've had in six years, and that's why they were getting all these people seeing the northern lights like, oh, all yeah. the way down to, like, California.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Hey, uh, let me ask you something I didn't uh, tell you we'd uh, talk about, but it occurred to uh-huh. me. Uh, what revelations uh, from the, the James Webb Space Telescope has impressed you most to this point?
1: Oh, gosh. I think I, I have to say that the thing that's surprising me the most right now is that we keep spotting pretty large galaxies pretty insanely far away and the reason that that's important is since light takes so long to travel to us these galaxies were large really early in the universe and i i studied galaxies when i was still doing very active astronomy and i i still don't understand how you can build them so fast that they're that big so early in the universe so we still don't know how galaxies are born and uh or how they how i should say how they how they grow and uh it's just amazing to me it, that that's the biggest surprise is we were expecting to find little tiny fragments of galaxies and we're finding big galaxies early on. And that's kind of surprising.
0: And one little thing is that they've been examining an exoplanet way out there somewhere Mm -hmm. and come to find out it's, it's just right. You know, it's an exoplanet except it has no oxygen. That's just a one little, so, so they're not looking for anybody on the boat on a boat on a lake fishing or anything like that. Well, they might be looking for that, but uh, I think that's a very intriguing part of the uh, JWST.
1: Oh yeah, they're going to they're going to be I I'm pretty sure in the next few years we'll have announcements that they found atmospheres with water and atmospheres. I if they get, if they get oxygen, that will be the holy grail because free oxygen would tell you that there's probably something alive on that planet.
0: All right. Well, thank you for uh, what you do. And uh, thank you for joining us again today. It's a, a real pleasure, as always. No problem. Take care, Jack. Dr. Juan Cavanilla, MSUM Professor of Physics and Astronomy. It's 523.